Welcome to Lemmy Works, brought to you by Leadership Education Mentoring Institute. We are inspiring parents, mentors, and communities as they embark on the journey of transformational project-based education. Hi, this is Tatiana Fallon. Hi, this is Heidi Christensen. We're so excited to be your hosts. Welcome to today's podcast. We have the opportunity to hear from my sister, Natalia Whitaker. Natalia, will you take a little bit and just introduce yourself? Tell us what you're up to. Yes. So, uh, as you said, my name is Natalia, and I uh, was involved with uh, the Lemmy program for my teenage years. It was partly started because I wanted to do drama and theater when I was 13. And so uh, that is how, why uh, our mom, Anelity, started the Shakespeare Conquest program was because I wanted to do theater and therefore it got created. And uh, what I'm doing now is I have five kids. I live in Louisville, Kentucky. I own a short-term rental management company and I, uh, I have three staff members, they take care of the day-to-day -day stuff, but what I do in my, most of my time is renovate properties for short-term rentals to list on like Airbnb, and it's basically a big art project. So I, I love it. It's, it's very difficult sometimes, but very rewarding in other times. So it's kind of what I'm doing right now. So can you tell us a little bit of like, um, you're also the creator of the um, actors training portion of the Shakespeare Conquest project. Can you tell us a little bit of the history of how that came about? Yeah, sure. I can do that for you for sure. So I was 17 when I wrote actors training, which sounds absurd because a 17 year old should not know this stuff. And I can't claim any what would you call it? I can't really claim actress training as my intellectual product. I was in a course at my high school, Woods Cross High School, and I had, we had the best drama teacher in the state. And I know that because my class always, my school always took state competitions and did very good. And the drama teacher that I had, her name was Janet Cook. And she had this amazing drama curriculum that she did with her students and I don't know if she wrote it down ever or how she knew to do this program but I uh able to see the pattern and see that what was created and why it was working and I just basically took the program that I had been in and I wrote it down on paper which is what actors training is and I do put in there I did put in there uh, um, to Janet Cook and actually Julie, I can't remember her last name. It's in the manual. She's the other teacher, but I did put in there that it was thanks to them that this was created. And I'm trying not to create claim intellectual property of that because it's not my brilliance. I just wrote it down. That's awesome. Well, I know my family, my five boys have all gone all the way through Shakespeare. And I, it's so inspiring to me that it was just because you wanted to do acting that 
my kids' lives were transformed because of Shakespeare. So that's pretty cool. I think about that all the time, actually. Sometimes when life gets a little bit hard, I think, oh my gosh, when I was 17, I wrote this thing down and people are still doing it today. It like blows my mind that there are hundreds of kids who've gone through this class that I put down on paper. So I think that's kind of amazing. But I also think that speaks to your brilliance because even like, you know, dozens or even thousands of 17 year olds will go through a class and and not be able to regurgitate (laughs) what they learned, let alone, oh, this is the pattern and this is how I, how I could make this, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for, repeatable or, or, or people can replicate this. And that's, that's very unique um, ability to, to be able to do that. And, and so I think you can't just like say you didn't do anything because that's, that's a genius. Well, I actually have a very distinct memory of what happened and how this got created because the Shakespeare portion of the Shakespeare Conquest class was created probably, let's see, I was probably 14 when that portion of the course was created, the first half. And then the second half of the year, I don't even remember what we did. We just did dra- uh, drama-like stuff the second half of the year. And I remember I was sitting on the couch in the living room and it was like this inspiration came and I was talking to mom and I was like, mom, this is what you need to do. And I just told her like everything that needed to happen. And she was like, um, you just need to write that down. I'm not going to remember that. So she was the one who inspired me to write it down because it just came into my head that this was an amazing curriculum and it should be written down and somebody should do that. And so I did. And then I just found random um, improv or drama activities online. I just found them and I, then I kind of put them in my own words. I, I didn't want to plagiarize by copying pasting. So I found the activity and then I kind of made it my own words. But I also just found those activities online too. And I also wrote down some of the ones that were our favorite that weren't online. I just grabbed the ones I liked. So that's kind of why that happened. Why do you feel like acting is so transformational? I mean, I would, because I, I think if you interview any kid that's been through a Lemmy project, probably over 70% of them are going to say like Shakespeare's their favorite project. This is so multifaceted and I've thought about this for a lot of years. So the first reason that I think this is a very transformational project is because it brings communities together because we take people who aren't necessarily interested in acting. Like I would say the majority of the kids who take this class might not be their thing. It's, it's just, in the Let Me program and it's one of the core classes that we offer. So it it is given to people who might not choose that to begin with. And then it involves the way that it's set up, it involves not just the students, but the students' families. And we make it very clear at the beginning of this program that this isn't just for the kids, that this is going to be a big thing and there's going to be a big production and we're going to need everybody involved in this production to really make this happen because putting on a production is huge and I think this is different than say like sports where you definitely is transformative for kids but uh, they 
families don't also get involved necessarily with something like that. And any any at their program that you would go through that would do theater, they also don't get the families involved. But this particular way that we do it uh, brings communities together. And then it also, so that's on the, the grand level when we're looking at how it affects the total community that does the Lemmy projects. But when you're looking at an individual level, first you're tackling Shakespeare and Shakespeare is very difficult. It uses a lot of words that aren't used in the ways that you would normally think that they would be. It's uh, saying things in a weird way. You have to memorize things that make no sense and you have to figure out, it's the skill set that you have to learn to even figure out how to memorize your lines is huge because to memorize anything is hard, but learning to memorize something that is as complicated as Shakespeare just takes it up another level. And we do it in such a way, hopefully, that it builds their confidence as they go along. Usually as, at least when I had kids, I could kind of tell which kids could handle more memorization and less, and we just try to support them in, in memorizing these lines. And then also you are building camaraderie with friends. When you're spending time with a group of people and doing a project, seeing them three or four times a week, getting up on stage and doing something that can be scary to some people and everybody's doing it, so everybody's participating in it, it really makes them shine. It makes everybody see the light. And I, part of the reason I loved teaching Shakespeare is at the beginning of the year, when you first started the Shakespeare class, you had these really shy kids, obviously there's an extroverted, but sometimes you'd get shy kids who were intimidated, who didn't want to participate. And time and time again, by the end of the second semester, the kids had just blossomed because they saw what was possible. They saw that they were able to get up in front of people and they were able to perform in a way that brought laughter and joy to other people's lives. And that was just very rewarding, I think, for most students in that way. So I guess those are the two ways that I see it as being so beneficial for so many people and why they come away loving it. I know my oldest, when we first started in our community, um, Angela Creel brought um, leadership education and, and Lemmy to our area. And I said, oh, you know, hey, you're going to do a Shakespeare class and, you know, dismatting. And he said, I am not going to do that. And I said, oh, I'm sure they'll find something for you to do. And and he loved, he's a, he's a, um, He's a storyteller, so Shakespeare got him in there, but he was not going to have a speaking part. And then it was like, <laughs> okay, well, I'll have a speaking part, but I'm, you know, I, it doesn't, it can't be a big one. And then it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll have a, a bigger speaking part. And, you know, and then it was like, well, I am not going to kiss anybody and I am not going to dance. <laughs> and um, he ended up having two major roles. Uh, both of which were married characters and he had to kiss and dance his uh, his partner. And it was totally G-rated. It was just kissing on the hand. But, you know, for a 13-year-old boy, that was 
traumatic. That's big. That's, big. <laughs> that's a big he step. Did it. He did it, but it was, it, it was a, a pivotal point in his life, you know, just because he was, he was able to do that hard thing. And, you know, and nobody was forcing it to him. I could just see that gradual progression of him. And I never said, oh yes, you have to. It was always just allowing those mentors to kind of nurture him and inspire him. And oh, it was so amazing. It was so amazing. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> it makes me happy when I hear stories about that, uh, the way that kids have get transformed in the class. And I think it is a unique way to transform people that I have yet to see in any other course that consistently transforms kids lives they it just I don't know what it well actually I, I do have some theories about it and actually I should say that since this is what the podcast is about so my theory about partly why this does this is because when you go through the actors training course it first gets you comfortable with your body and then it gets you comfortable with uh, emotions and portraying those emotions and it makes you turn inward into yourself and really to discover what's inside of you and how to use your body as a tool and when you discover that about yourself it's kind of liberating and it kind of just like lets you be more true to yourself because you get to have these introspective experiences one with yourself with some of the activities that we do but then also as a group we try to do a lot of group bonding activities that bring people together and it just really transforms people and makes them connect to each other and I think be better human beings in general. <laughs> yeah, I was I was reading some behavioral child development and it was talking to just about like, you know, around that age of 11, 12, 13, the brain actually starts to change and as you hit, you know, go into puberty and they like the child starts to see themselves separate from the parent right and and that's when the establishment of self becomes so crucial is right around that age of 12 13 and um and so i think shakespeare is so helpful because i think people underestimate how f frustrating and difficult it is to go through puberty physically and to go through those physical changes um and go from being a child to being a young adult and they and they just because i guess it's we don't remember or it's been too long since we went through it but as adults we're just like oh like what's wrong with you kid like figure this out but like i think you're right like as we allow them to fill their body to not like to be a to comfortable with their body and then put them physically on stage with their body um it, it's really interesting to observe because i mean as i've taught shakespeare i've noticed that the actors actor training courses that emphasize and really focus on like tuning into your body either have one or two effects of like huge transformation with the kid or like they just shut down and they're just like i'm not moving through this <laughs> like, <laughs> and um it's interesting to see because it's like if you get a kid that's like i'm not gonna tap into this and i'm not gonna do this then it's like oh man then their their acting ability kind of just like also shuts down right and and so I, I think it's an interesting perspective to be like it is really tied to the physical aspect which is why i love project learning so much is like we're not just doing shakespeare we're doing so much more than just shakespeare and education needs to be holistic and do more than just like one topic yes and i think that 
uh, as you were talking, it made me think of some of the activities that we do that in the class that give the kids t a tool set that they wouldn't get anywhere else. For instance, uh, one of the activities that we do is uh, in picturing using the magic if of discovering the emotions that we have within us and the way that that's shown in the actor's training, the first thing we do is we have everybody lay down on the ground and we ask them to imagine times in their lives where they experience different emotions. But before we take them on this journey, we have them create a safe place in their mind that they can go to if things get too hard, if what they're experiencing is too rough. And then we encourage them a lot that say anytime along the way, if you're experiencing something that's too intense or too bad or awful, go to your safe place. And I was a very sheltered child. I had a very blessed life and I feel grateful for how blessed I was every single day of my life. And in my head, it didn't even occur to me that there would be people in in the classes that I participated in that actually had horrible stuff that happened to them who might actually be reliving these horrible things because I just assumed that anybody else who was homeschooled would is also having this amazing experience. But I have since learned, like I know more about my fellow classmates. They actually had some really horrible things that happened to them and they could have been reliving memories that were really bad. And I wasn't even aware of that, but because I was following this mentor that did know better, I don't know where she got, it from but that was what they asked us to do I started thinking well now that we've asked them to do this to be able to have this place safe place they have that now they have this safe place that's in their mind that if they uh, think about it I don't know if anybody's actually used it but they can go to the safe place that they have from actors training so that's just another example of something that is unintentionally uh not directly related to Shakespeare, but a tool that is given to them to further improve their lives and help them deal with things that are really tough. I actually use the safe space that I created in Shakespeare when I gave birth to Sarah. Wow, that's <laughs> <'Cause> awesome. <laughs> I, because I did, I did hypnobirthing with Sarah, right? Because I did unmedicated and they said, create a safe place. And I was like, oh, I already have one. So I'll just like recreate <laughs> it in my head. But it's like, you know, and so like, and then anytime the, the pain of labor gets overwhelming, then they like go to the safe place. So like, it's, it's a principle. And I've actually had like a lot of discussions with my husband. He gets so frustrated with me because he says, how can you be so observant of, of your emotions and always feel like you act appropriately in situations? And when we first got married, it made him so frustrated with me because he's like you're just perfect you like always perfectly respond in the perfect way and as I I was like I don't know it's just who I am it's like I don't know it's just I guess I'm blessed that way but as I we, we married longer and he kept like pestering me there's got to be something your parents did I was like actually no it's Shakespeare because we'd always have to do a debrief mm -hmm. and so then it was always have to be reflected of like oh why did I feel that emotion what triggered it I mean it got annoying you know like 
<laughs> so frequent of like being reflective of what I was feeling, where I was feeling in my body, why was I feeling that? And it became like ingrained in me. So then it became just second habit to do, you know, naturally in life. And one of the activities we do is we have people look in mirrors and reflect motions back to them in the mirrors. And I think that sometimes kids don't even realize what they're reflecting to the outside world. And it makes you just be very introspective about what you're projecting to the world too. And I actually have an interesting story. So I'm late diagnosed autistic. My, our dad is on the spectrum and it now looking back, I'm like, this is a completely obvious thing that we should have known because I have a lot of autistic behaviors, but I went to go get tested. uh, And one of the things that they did was showing me a bunch of faces and the guy was surprised by my results and these faces were a bunch of uh, emotions and I'm getting all mixed up in my story here but he didn't think that I could be autistic because I was so well climatized I was very good I guess it was called masking and he showed me a bunch of faces and I was like oh this is just like my Shakespeare class that we did that I had to look at a bunch of faces and tell my face it was another it was my face and show emotions and I, re- I realized that that was part of the reason why I am able to tell different emotions because I made a conscious effort to do them interesting thing though is I'm still negative emotion blind and I can't read negative emotions worth the darn they all look like disgusted to me I can't tell if someone's angry just by their face I'm very good at voices though I can tell in your voice but if you're just looking at me I don't know what you're feeling <laughs> We're interrupting this broadcast to invite you to ask questions or share your epiphanies in the comment section. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a good review on the platform you are using, because that really helps others find our content. Also, check out our website at lemmymentortraining.com. That's fascinating. I We actually had a um, an autistic boy in our community who in I I actually he was in my key of liberty class and we ended up doing a lot of simulations that year because if we we found out by watching him in the Shakespeare class how he could take on any role if you told him it was a role I mean he ended up I mean, the end of the year, he played like two or three different characters. They weren't huge parts, but they were, you know, major parts. I mean, one of them, he dressed like Elvis. I mean, total, the white, you know, Elvis, you know, with the flashy thing. And he, he had the, um, the, the accent like Elvis, everything. Where in Key of Liberty, I could barely get him to give me, you know, one syllable answers. <laughs> But he could walk and talk and everything if you just gave him a role. I just, I, mean, I know there's a huge spectrum of, you know, autism and, and everything, but I, I just wanted to share that huge benefit that one child got by being able to share his genius through Shakespeare. And I've, seen I've, I've, I've seen a lot of other kids who are on the spectrum too. I'm, I mean, I wasn't necessarily told that they were, but well, you can tell. I would I would be like, eh, that's probably I mean, they probably are. And it's really beneficial for kids who are on the spectrum. 
I'm actually thinking about this now. I have one, my daughter, who's 15, is in Shakespeare class, Tati's teaching it, which I'm so grateful for because I have to work. My, my husband's in residency in med school, so he we don't make enough money from him. I have to also work. So I work most or full-time, so I don't teach any of the classes anymore. But Tati is a saint and has been teaching my 15-year-old. And as we're saying this, I'm like, man, I should get my... 13 year old involved in these classes because it would be very beneficial for him he would probably like it sort of I don't know <laughs> he's definitely on the spectrum and, and he would probably do pretty good if it was a game maybe <laughs> uh, yeah he, he's really he doesn't like the rest of my kids except for my 15 year old are in public school right now and I think about the blessing that I had to be in Lemmy classes. And I'm like, I'm jipping my children, <laughs> not letting them have the opportunity to have these classes. Although Bethany is, and it's been really good for her. So, you know, and, and every educational experience has its blessings in different ways. So this is true. It's the right choice for us right now, or else we wouldn't be doing it. So. Exactly. Exactly. So then the next question we kind of want to talk a little bit about is how do you feel like your life has benefited from, because I think you were the first, like, Quest graduate. It used to be called TGYC, but. I'm student number one. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you're, like, the <laughs> ultimate experiment. So it's, like, now as you approach your midlife, I don't know, how do you feel like, because I, I, I think a lot of parents think, Oh no, this is scary. It doesn't look like the rest of the world. It's it's a scary thing to do for my kids to be non-traditional. Um, and so how do you feel like it's impacted you and in, in your life and your ability to to function in society or to be successful? I have a lot of thoughts about this. I'm just trying to think of how to put them together. Um I'm I'm trying to separate who I am as a person who and the classes and how those contributed to my life because I'm the kind of person that just does what I want to do. And I, I remember one time I, I used to flip homes before I did renovating, air, renovating Airbnb properties. And somebody asked me why, how I, um, how I got started with that. And I was like, well, I just did. I just started. I don't know, until my husband got mad at me. He was like, you can't just tell people that. That's not how it works. Like, you didn't just do it. But like, in my head, I just did it. And that's always how it's been. But what, so I'm thinking about that part of my personality, but then how the classes affected it. And I think I would not have been exposed to the great thinkers in the way, because I'm not naturally drawn to a lot of the, writings that were in the quest program that would have been boring to me I would have never read them but it was in a way where we were participating with our friends and because of that I went on to read a lot more philosophical philosophical reading which I would have never done and I think I feel like that has given me a really good basis for setting up my life in a way and pursuing education that benefits me. Like, uh, for instance, we own a couple of cottages in a resort here in 
on a lake. It sounds way cooler than it is. Like I say that and it makes it sound like we have so much money. That's not true. <laughs> but we have a couple of properties on a lake and they're in a resort. And I got on the board of this resort and didn't have a governing document to help us run the resort or maybe we did and it was a really short one and immediately when I got onto this board I saw because I had been through the Lemmy program and knew about the uh, the need for governing documents and how that protects you and sets you up for success that I immediately knew that our governing document needed to be fixed and so when I got on I was like we need to fix this and this is the highest priority so I made a real push for that I got that we got that passed and we got the document improved and much better than it was before with all the rules and stuff that we needed. So I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't have had Lemmy as my a, a background as a the, the classes for sure. Um, also on a, I don't know if this applies more now, but I have project-based learning it's much, much, so much more rewarding and fulfilling. And school can be tedious when you're doing public school. And when you have this, these projects, it's just better, in my opinion. It's more fun. It's, it just, I don't know, seems to work out better for everyone involved. And I know not the choice for everybody, but I highly recommend it. How do you feel like it's, it's helped you in assimilating into society like do you've some people be like oh my kid's gonna be a freak or a weirdo you know what I mean like um do you feel like it, you've adjusted fine again so considering I'm on the spectrum that's an interesting question for me because you know people on the spectrum are known for being weird but I uh, I have not had a problem fitting in, in, in that way, but I've also not necessarily had a desire to, like, it's not, it's not my end desire to be accepted by other people because I have a good foundation of what I know and believe. And I just seek out other people that are like me that I choose to just associate with. And I have a group, you know, I'm, it's mostly family that I hang out with most of the time. And also I am not super social person now. I used to be a lot more when I was younger. Um, but in regards to like schooling and what I did after I graduated, air quotes, I, didn't, I, I have not graduated from anything in my entire life. Um, and, but I did, I graduated from, the Lemmy projects, I was able to get into a business college, a local business college where I grew up. And I just went in and asked them, said, Hey, I was homeschooled. I had no problems getting into that. I know that if I wanted to go to one of the more prestigious uh, colleges, all you need to do is get a really good score on an ACT or an SAT. And that doesn't seem to be a problem for most homeschool students. Homeschool students might be weird though. And like, I'm thinking about a homeschool student that I saw in the college I went to when I was a little bit older, I went back to college for a little bit. 
and definitely homeschool definitely weird but I don't think that was a bad thing like they have no you don't have a problem being yourself and a lot of times I feel like we're taught to hide who we are and we're and we're taught to be a shell of what we are and I have I'm thinking about something my husband said to me one time because he said he's like you're like the moon and you're just always shining all the time and all the everything looks dim compared to you like you're just so bit like just out there and just spreading light on everything whereas other people are just like stars which i mean stars are way awesome so there's nothing wrong with being a star but <laughs> um i think that part of being okay and comfortable with who you are and having the comfort confidence to just be weird sometimes that's not bad as long as you're happy with who you are and you have people with you, that you love and you're willing to work on yourself and become better it's it, basically it's okay to be weird if you are <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that yeah no I I 100% agree I think you know if you look at the people who are extremely successful on a global scale they're weird yeah, they're not normal right whoever wants to be normal I'm definitely I wouldn't say that I I in the sense of being on the in this in the autism world they do talk about masking and I mask very well nobody ever knows that I would be on the spectrum but also nobody would ever know that I was homeschooled I I know what to say and how to do it and but I'm also don't feel like I have to if I don't want to I won't and I'm just like I'm not gonna and and having the knowledge that I have of having a really good education where I have a lot of knowledge about great thinkers in my head, it kind of just gives me the confidence of being able to be okay with who I am in everyday life. And you, you are who you are. There's no point in feeling bad about it. It's best to just accept who you are and be happy that you're who you are. Yeah, one of my sons said something about, you know, yeah, we're really weird. We're not just homeschoolers. <laughs> we're we're leadership education homeschoolers. <laughs> it's like somehow he thought that that was made us even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it does. I don't know. It's it's a different breed of people, and I also think like that taking the classes make you think and talk really does change you fundamentally as who you are and when you're and as I've said before my daughter's in the classes right now my old I do have an older son he's not in the classes but because I've had him raised him in the house where we talk about things that are based on the principles that the Lemmy classes taught we talk in such a way that makes him think the same way on, on the same brain level that we are. And he's always saying to me, he's like, nobody else is like me. I'm not like anybody else's school because nobody thinks these, these ways, which when he says that, it just makes me so proud <laughs> that he is so strange because he's a, he's a good, he's a good kid. And I'm glad that he thinks deeply about things and wants to better himself and be a better person and isn't 
and isn't just into drugs and sex, which is he's like, all the kids, that's all they care about. And I was like, I want to do great things and I want to be a better person and I want to work on improving myself. And I was like, what's so bad about that? There's nothing. That's good. I'll take that. Yeah, I, I think when I was talking to mom and I said, hey, we're going to do a podcast and I think it'd be really cool to interview people who um, have been through TGYC. And I said, what do you think we should look for as a product or sorry, quest quest. It's not TGYC. <laughs> it was for me and Natalia. So it's like, that's what we took, but that's not what it is, but who've been through quest. And she said, I think you should ask them how they feel about themselves. And I was like, hmm. why, why should I ask that question? And she said, because one of the main goals of leadership education or specifically Lemmy projects is to establish a very firm sense of self. And through oh, wow, yeah. Shakespeare, through um, Cave Liberty, through all the projects, it's to establish a very good, firm sense of self. And so I, I was talking to you and you just like, oh, yeah, I, I think like, you know, I'm, I am who I am and I'm OK to be who I am. Like, <laughs> it was just like, wow, it worked. Whatever Anality and Tiffany were trying to do worked. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, whether you knew it or not. That's one of the goals that I think um, when I was talking to her about, you know, what did you want to have people come out of Quest knowing? And she and that was one of them. And then the other thing she said was really interesting. She said, you know, we want them to be able to just engage with the great thinkers. They don't have to necessarily like love them or want to become one, but they can just, um, you know, they can engage in that, which is so cool that you mentioned that as well. So um, obviously for for you quest worked or all the projects you know kind of helped us get get to that goal so that is true i i'm glad that it <laughs> what they envisioned happened i do feel very blessed that i was able to have those classes in my life and also uh all the people that i met because of them it, you know, some of the best years of my life, for sure, was going through the Lemmy Project. One of the things you've kind of brought up a couple different times is community and how you were able to affect your community with, um, with uh, you know, in, in the resort that you have those properties and things like that, because you were able to see, see more um, see what they needed, you know, and, and affect that. Um, I just, I, I see, you know, both Shakespeare and Quest, you know, Quest, I, I think what Anelody said about how it really helps an individual be, you know, um, be an individual, be, find their individuality and all of that. And then Shakespeare is all about community and, one of the things I love about all of these things is how the individual and the community need to interact. They need to work together. And, you know, these project-based classes, I mean, they, there's so much more, there's so much more than just a class. Yes, I would agree. And I think the testament to that is even though I don't think Lemmy has done like any marketing as far as I know, maybe they have since I've left, which is a long time ago. So I shouldn't really speak, but people just keep coming back and keep taking the classes. 
regardless of any of the mistakes in the materials, like there, I know that there were grammatical mistakes for years when I was younger. And, you know, that weren't things that deterred people because the results of what the projects offered were so incredible that it just, people kept wanting to do them again and again, and it just kept growing despite all of the mistakes that were made. So I think that's, uh, that's actually really amazing to me that it has grown as much as it has. Yeah. It, it is an amazing, it has an amazing, amazing vision, amazing mission. And I'm just, I'm grateful for you for being able to share what you knew, you know, when you were a kid and um, for your mom, for, you know, helping you take that and impact so many lives. Um, yeah. When I started the classes, when I was, I think Shakespeare class, my mom did it when I was 13. So I had the classes until I was 17. And I think about the fact that I have a 17 year old son and I see, you know, what he's doing in his life. And I think about the fact that I wrote a curriculum that is still taught to this day when I was his age. And I can attribute that to the classes that I'd been through, that they were like showing me how, what great thinkers do. And one part of what great thinkers do is write things down. And so I was just modeling the things that I had been taught and now I have had this book that I wrote forever yeah. ago this something that or this curriculum so I think that's it blows my mind like blows but just amazing to me yeah but that's even a thing Rick Rick put some numbers out I think last year and he said it was close to 100,000 kids have taken the class wasn't that or 50,000 holy cow a lot well we've been it's been around for 20 some odd years 30 year, 20 years no yeah 20 years yeah wow yeah because i am 38 so if it started when i was 13 it's longer than that yeah, yeah. but the, i guess that that would be 20 years because if i wrote the actors trending when i was 17 that was 20 years ago yeah. that's pretty crazy the really cool thing though is yeah it's impacted all of these kids but all of these parents that have been trained and gone through the training, it's impacted them too. And that ripple effect, I mean, just like you learned, you know, all of this from your experience in the Lemmy classes, these parents who are being trained uh, are being able to take all of this information and apply it to their lives. And so it just ripples mm-hmm. out. I mean, I know I, I never learned about seeing forms until I was put into a situation where I had to teach it, you know, in a Lemmy class. I mean, and, and this was after, you know, a, a graduate degree. So, I, I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you, it's like, you, you, I realized how much I didn't know. And every single day is like, oh my gosh, I know even less than I really thought I knew. But it's, I can apply it. I can apply these things. And it's like, oh, this is so awesome. I think it's one of the forms of education that has the most applicable and useful things that you actually learn. Like my my oldest son is in high school and he's all the time saying, he's like, this is so stupid. The stuff that we have to do in the class. He's, He's like, my grade got knocked down because I didn't do the workbooks, the study workbooks. He's like, they're stupid. He's like, I score good on the test. Why do I have to do these study workbooks? And I just compare this to like everything that we're asked the kids to do isn't 
busy work. It's like important questions and things that skills that will be valuable in their life going forward, forward, whether they know it or not at the time, they are very valuable what's being taught. And I think that's actually an incredible thing considering all the other forms of education that are out there, that there is one that has, it's the classes, you know, you only go once a week, but there's lots of homework and the things you're taught are so important. So I just, it's a real blessing that it even exists out there in the world. Um, so as we kind of wrapping up here, if you had any advice for um, a parent who was struggling to see the vision of, or just, you know, struggling to get through of a project, what would you give them? If they were someone who was thinking about doing it? Or yeah, someone... like they're on the fence and they're like, I don't know, is this what I want to do with my family? Or maybe, I don't know. What, what advice would you give them? So I am a, I would consider myself a spiritual person. And I would say that you have to trust your intuition. And if God or the universe is calling you to do this, listen to that and do it regardless of your fears. If you're scared that your kids are going to turn out weird, well, that is a fear that's on you. And maybe you're weird and you are scared that you're weird because people, you got to own your own stuff. And if your kids turn out strange, I mean, like you said, the best people in the world, some of the most influential people in the world have been strange. And there is no normal, to be honest. There's no, and would you want your kids to be normal if whatever air quotes normal is? No. So you need to let those fears go. And if the universe is calling you to do it, then do it because it's what's right for you. Like you'll know. And I think the same, in the same instance, my oldest son is not in Lemmy classes because it's not what he's supposed to do. So you will also know that you, if you are in tune with the greater power of the spirit, whatever you want to call it, really tune into our, your own self, your own intuition. So listen to that intuition. And that's not to say that you aren't going to have a day where you're like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Like, I am, this is crazy. My kids are going to be so weird. Like you might still have freakouts. That's okay. It's okay to have freakouts because every noble path, every important path, has the days on it that are so crappy you want to die but that is part of life but just trust that you had a good intuition to begin with and do it oh, that's awesome oh, you I, love that. <laughs> I love that I love that I just was just talking to somebody about that how yeah you, you have those freak out days yeah happens to everybody with the best things that you're doing sometimes life seems like it's going to go downhill you're like oh my gosh I made a bad choice but you didn't just keep moving forward yeah and one of the great things about these Lemmy projects is normally you're doing it with a community and so yes. you have that community support so when you have those freak out days and I remember so many days where I I would have it's like oh no I'm doing everything wrong you know <laughs> Someone would Especially, talk me off the ledge. 
when you're in the middle of production and nobody and half people don't have their lines memorized and it's going to start start performance next week and oh. i've had kids who didn't have their lines memorized the day of rehearsal the day we perform you know and it's okay for them to fail like failure failing at 13 is a great time to fail like that yeah. is like if all the times in your life where you can fail especially if you're in a supportive loving community which really we try to do with our learning projects they at, failing at 13 is great i would rather that my kids fail at 13 than at 25 when they're at a career something along those lines so that's I totally what i have agree. to say about that <laughs> yeah i totally agree well i don't want to take up more of your time and i think it would probably be appropriate for me to say a huge thank you for all of the awkward 11 12 13 year olds 14, 15 year olds who've gone through actors training and just grown and become more confident in who they are all over, all over America. Um, I don't know if we're international, but <laughs> at least all over America. Like, hey, Canada, there's people in oh, Canada. Yeah, so yeah. technically it is international. <laughs> <laughs> technically. Yeah. But just huge thank you for uh, just having the courage to, to be who you are and um, create this project and, and um, it's blessed so many lives and we're grateful for you coming on here and sharing the story with us and super inspirational. Yeah. And I would like to personally thank you for my five sons who I have seen how much they have grown just because of Shakespeare and it's, it's changed their life. And I'm just very grateful for you for that. Well, thank you. That touches my heart. That makes me feel so warm inside. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode. Just as in every Lemmy training, we hope you walk away uplifted and inspired, but also empowered to be a better mentor for your family and your community. Please be sure to subscribe and share. We also want to express our gratitude to all the Lemmy mentors, past and present. You got this. You can do hard things.